In today's world, we are increasingly dependent on technology. Our business and personal lives rely on it, but as you've probably noticed, it's unreliable. They promise it'll get better, but it usually gets worse. Our computers are slow, so we end up squinting at smartphones and tablets. We live in constant fear that something's going to happen to our personal data. So we're scared into paying for fake protection that proves useless when disaster strikes. Update attacks, fake Wi-Fi, cloud control, and other industry scandals are designed to keep the money flowing. The jokers we pay to fix our stuff have no clue what they're doing, so they do a virus scan and then wipe out our precious photos. Intelligent, successful people feel intimidated by the chaos and think it's somehow their fault. If they only knew what the industry was doing to them, they'd get torches and pitchforks. If only we had someone to explain it all in plain English so we can start protecting ourselves. Oh wait, we do! It's the Computer Exorcist Podcast with your host, Mark Anthony Arena. It's another episode of the Computer Exorcist Podcast. I'm Mark Anthony Arena. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Uh, before we get too far off in the weeds with with my show here, I want to welcome the new people. Want to welcome the new listeners to the show, and I want to do an episode about why I am different. Um, just in church this morning, a lady came up to me and said, you got to meet my husband. He's got computer problems. Okay. And he says, yeah, my outlook doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, the entire purpose of outlook is to spread email worms and to give bad guys your address book whenever they want it. Um, and secondarily once in a while it sends email. Um, and he said, well, I used to have a computer guy and he used to do all this stuff for me every month. And I said, all right, stop right there. I'm going to be the opposite of your last computer guy. I'm the opposite of every computer guy because they want to milk you for monthly fees and they want to slap Bondo and duct tape all over something and they want to allow you to use unacceptable products that keep having trouble and keep stumbling. I told them I'm the opposite of that because I will set you up I will charge you a lot of money, I will set you up once the first day, and then you'll never need me for three, four, five years, because we use products, I recommend products that just don't have problems. How about that? You know, how about driving a car made out of metal instead of driving a car made out of wet cardboard, right? It's that simple. If you just do things right the first time, if you recommend products that are invincible instead of products that need constant patching and constant maintenance... Right? If you eliminate these preventable issues, you'll never have a problem ever again. I'm obsessed with reliability, consistency, and the only way to come about that is with simplicity. Okay, I don't ask too much out of my technology. A lot of people, oh yeah, there's billions of features that I need. I'm addicted to billions of features. No. Um, so I'm going to get him onto not Outlook, and he'll never have a problem again. And will also protect his machine against a lot of things like update attacks. Okay, <clears throat> so in order to know me well, my my pillars, my core concepts are this. Um, here's the most important thing you need to know about me and the computer exorcist concept. Antivirus products do not work. 
If your computer joker says that you need an antivirus product, it means he's never, ever had training since 1991. Or even if he was trained yesterday, he was trained with 1991 knowledge. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, Viruses have never, ever, 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 ever happened since 2013. I've done this job 12 hours a day since 2009, and since around 2013, I've never seen a traditional virus. Threats are out there, but there are modern threats that blow right through antivirus products, okay? They are called the four new threats, I like to call them. Um, Again, there are no viruses ever again. Why would I risk going to jail writing a virus if I was a bad guy when I could use one of these four modern threats? And the best part is, the guys we trust, the good guys, don't have any clue that they're happening in most cases. And even if they do know that they're happening, they don't know how to protect against them, right? It's like if I was a bank robber and I walked in and uh, the cops just never heard of bank robbers before, so I just walked in and robbed the bank and no one said a thing. Or maybe they've heard of bank robbers, but they don't know how to fight against them, okay? The guys we trust are utterly utterly clueless. And again, a lot of my clients, all my clients are intelligent, successful people, usually retirees, and they say, Mark, I feel stupid. Well, why? Um, Well, my last computer guy said I was stupid. Well, that's interesting. You're an intelligent, successful, retired millionaire or something, and, and your computer guy says you're stupid? Just because you can't keep up with this arbitrarily hyper complexifying industry that gets worse and more deceptive every day? Really? So, that's, yeah, um, you're not stupid. This industry gets worse and worse every day, and you should be able to hire someone to protect you from it, right? I don't know anything about mowing my lawn. I don't know anything about cooking. I go out to dinner almost every meal I go out to eat because I don't know anything about cooking, so I find trustworthy people, right? But in this case, in the computer industry, very few people know what they're doing, Um and, and if you want to, so I'll explain my core concepts here, and if you want to know more, grab a copy of my book called How to Protect Yourself from Your Computer. I wrote it in 2017, and back then I said, look, the examples will change, um, but the concepts will be eternal, okay? Um, and if you are an aspiring computer guy, and you want training that's updated, that's newer than 1991, then you can go to becomeanexorcist.com and learn my methods. You can you can buy the lessons a la carte, or you can buy them all, and I'd love to hear what you think of them. So, Mark, if, if virus scans don't do anything anymore, if, if viruses don't happen anymore, then, then what's happening? All right, look, number one, if viruses do not happen ever, ever, ever again, right, So why do we have virus scanners? Virus scanners are excellent at not solving any issues, but giving us tons of side effects, okay? Um, Your virus scanner will slow down your machine, usually by 90 to 99%, okay? If you're infected with Norton, McAfee, Sophos, Essit, uh, there's a lot of them, Pando, uh, you name it. And there's a lot of, of nasty ones as well that are admitted malicious, destructive scams like, um, let's see here, it's called oh, Cigarazzo is one of them. 
Um, there's a lot of extremely, extremely incompetent companies out there. F-Secure, it's a hideous one. It slows down your machine by a billion, trillion percent. Again, they're excellent at slowing you down and destroying a perfectly good computer. And you end up, you know, you go to the big box store and the Joker says, Well, your computer's slow. You must have a virus. You should put it in the garbage and buy a new one because one year old is really old. And that's not true. Computers have not gotten any faster since around 2010. They really haven't. Um, only very little uh, speed increases. So I can make a machine last 10 to 15 years by simply not having any virus software on there because it can't help you anyway. Okay, so that's that's huge core concept here is that virus scanners are excellent at slowing you down and wasting your time and, and your money uh, as well. Um, they, they charge you 70 bucks a year or whatever it may be for absolute nothingness because they can never find anything ever no matter what. They cannot find modern threats. Uh, they're also good at destroying your computer completely. A lot of times during an update attack, um, I see this all the time, where, what happened? Did a bad guy break my computer? No, McAfee or Norton destroyed your computer. It just toasted the whole machine at random. Yeah. Um, so that's that's your first huge key concept, is anything claiming to clean or protect will destroy. Uh, in a few seconds, we'll, we'll talk about more of that as well. There's more things, you know, anything out there that claims to clean or protect will destroy. I'm going to rattle a lot of cages here, but people say, well, What do you mean you don't need any virus? My computer guy said that. Well, is he protecting you? Do you have constant problems still? Of course you do. What's the reality? Okay, folks, what is the reality? The reality is, even if you did a virus scan every day, if you enjoy wasting your time and you do a virus scan every day, notice how you haven't seen a real virus. You have not seen any of these threats because they don't happen anymore. Oh yeah, Mark. Wow, you're right. Yeah. And and it, when people ask me what I do at cocktail parties, I say I rip out Norton and McAfee for a living and I make the machine twice as fast as the day you bought it. Because a lot of times these machines come already infected with a with an antivirus product uh, because the these antivirus companies will bribe the factories to put them in there uh, in order to cripple the machines and set up what I call scareware where it bullies you into paying for protection. It scares you into thinking that you're going to have a problem unless you keep paying them. Uh, the other thing when when I say the, look at the reality, right? The, the day I walk into someone's house and their computer's toasted, destroyed, overrun by bad guys, whatever it may be, I said, yeah, how well did Norton and McAfee protect you? How well did those antivirus scanners? They don't. They just twiddle their thumbs, okay? So, all right, what happens then? Number one, I rip out all of it and I tell them to cancel their subscription so the machine is no longer encumbered by 99%, right? You could have a, a massively powerful computer and I tell people it's like having an elephant sitting on top of your muscle car. It was powerful, but now it's being destroyed, okay? So we rip out the antivirus product to, to liberate the machine and now it's dramatically and incredibly fast forever, Um and then we save your money, we call and beg them to stop auto-billing you. Because even if you, oh, well, I already paid last year. Well, they're going to keep auto-billing you without your knowledge because they're excellent at that. That's how they make their money. I bet you 99% of the people they bill have no idea that they're still billing them. Okay. So, Mark, what are the threats? There's, there's threats out there, obviously. There's still bad guys out there. All right, here's the deal. If I'm a bad guy, again, why would I risk going to jail when I could do one of these four new threats and get away with it completely? Number one is legalized 
malware. Okay, the definition of malware is anything that destroys your computer, slows it down, uh, records you, harvests your information, begs you for money, that sort of thing. So if that's the case, then all these antivirus products and these these also fake cleaners, that's, a, that's one of these legalized threats where they destroy your computer, beg you for money, and spy on what you do, but it's legal, right? It, it's what I call legalized malware. This is the first threat. The first new threat is legalized malware. They legally destroy your computer, they beg you for money, they scare you into thinking you have problems. With fake cleaners, they do a fake scan, like anything that says like driver guide, driver updater, driver whatever pro, um, that's another thing, or PC optimizer pro, or system cleaner, system mechanic. Um, the worst piece of software ever created for Apple computers is uh, MacKeeper, rips it to shreds and destroys it. I was at a barbecue a couple years ago with some cousins, and they said, yeah, we bought a brand new Mac, and it's horrendously slow. And I said, MacKeeper. And they said, wow, how'd you know, Mark? And I said, MacKeeper is the worst, most hideous piece of malware ever created. Ever. Ever created. Well, Mark, how do they get away with this? <clears throat> it's easy. They get an evil secretary and an evil conference table and an evil water cooler and an evil fish tank, and in an evil office, and they're doing it legally. So as long as they don't say the word virus, they can call themselves a cleaner or an optimizer, and they can destroy your computer and scare you into giving them money fully legally. You know, when I say legalized, a lot of people think that someone banged a gavel and declared that this is legal now. It's not that. It's that the, the bad guys have figured out how to do this under the radar, Okay. Um, so they figured out how to do this. It's not like someone declared them okay. Legalized malware, that is the first new threat. <clears throat> so again, in, in my opinion, in my professional opinion, that includes any antivirus scanners. It includes those fake cleaners, fake optimizers. Again, anything that promises to update your drivers. This is all legalized malware. These are technically viruses, but you can't call them viruses because they don't say they're viruses, but they destroy your computer. And, and viruses used to spread from machine to machine. That doesn't happen anymore. Viruses do not spread. Viruses do not happen. Nothing can happen anymore. Uh, built into Microsoft Windows, there's already something called Windows Defender that's a perfectly good antivirus product so that it'll stop anything that tries to spread. So that's that's why... Bad guys don't attempt that anymore because it, it just doesn't happen. They know they can't get away with that. So if you really, really, really want to have that security blanket and you really want to do some kind of a scan to feel good about yourself and waste a half an hour a day, then you already have Windows Defender built into your Windows machine. So just save your money and, and rip out that antivirus product that's destroying your machine and Windows Defender doesn't slow you down and it doesn't charge you money. So you could do a scan and feel good about yourself all day long. Again, you'll never, ever, ever find anything because viruses have never happened again since 2013. But anyway, the point is, if you really want a security blanket, just do a scan with Windows Defender and you can feel good about yourself. As far as non-Microsoft products, it's never been possible ever in history, past, present, and future, ever to have a virus on a non-Microsoft product. Viruses are only... Um, <clears throat> written for Microsoft Windows. Why is that? And people say, well, Mark, well, it's because Windows is popular, so bad guys target Windows. That's not true. The iPhone, you know, 51% of the traffic on the internet is for iPhones. And you can, if you notice, 
you've never, ever, ever heard of a virus for iPhone, ever, because it's a non-Microsoft product. So it's not a situation, it's not a situation, it's not a situation, you can tell your brother-in-law this, because everyone's brother-in-law loves spouting out misinformation about computers, it's not a situation where people are targeting Microsoft Windows. The real situation is Microsoft Windows is a house made out, you know, you have a house made out of straw, sticks, and bricks, right? Well, Microsoft Windows is a house made out of wet toilet paper, okay? So, Big Bad Wolf comes along, and it's very easy, right? If if you have a non-Microsoft product, that's a house made out of bricks, and no one can ever get into it in the first place, okay? There you go. Believe me. Believe me. If I were a bad guy, I would love to create the first virus for an iPhone, Oh, it's, it's, there you go. You know, and side note for you sticklers out there, yes, there have been like two or three viruses out there for non-Microsoft products, but they were made in a laboratory setting where the machine had one hand tied behind its back, and it was usually used um, with Java technology or some kind of other security nightmare. So yeah, it's just astronomically, astronomically unlikely to ever have a virus on a non-Microsoft product, Okay. So far, we've learned that <laughs> point number zero is that antivirus products destroy your computer and can never protect you at all because viruses have never happened ever again. Uh, point number one, one of the new threats out there that most computer guys are unaware of is legalized malware. Okay, anything that claims to clean or protect. Also under the umbrella of legalized malware is HP software. So you buy an HP printer and not only does it die after a day or a week, but also they record everything you're doing legally with the HP Customer Participation Program, which is actually hideous legalized spyware because they called it Customer Participation Program instead of calling it a virus, okay? Uh, there, there's plenty of examples of legalized spyware out there. Other printer manufacturers... Uh, do this, but nobody is as treacherous as HP. They also include an HP update attacker. There's also, uh, on HP laptops, there's something called HP Support Assistant. It's that little evil question mark ball in the bottom right. Slows your machine down by at least 40%. So yeah, <clears throat> spies on you legally, destroys your machine, absolutely. Um, gets away with it, and no virus scanner will ever find it. Okay, the second new threat is update attacks, and this is another controversial topic. I'm the only guy out there talking about it. I'm the only computer guy out there talking about it. There are a few guys, I'm actually encouraged to know, there are a handful of guys out there who realize that update attacks are destructive, um, but really I'm the only one talking about it on, on any kind of show, and I've talked about this on my last my local talk show for the past decade. Updates are legal they come from the publisher, okay? You know when you turn on your Windows machine and that little wheel spins and spins and spins and it's churning and churning and churning and it's updating and updating and updating and please don't unplug me, I'm busy. That is destroying your computer. Yes, they are legal. Yes, they are from the initial publisher. And the publisher means well. They're trying to protect you, right? But what they're doing is, oh, hey, we found some hole in your product and some astronomically unlikely virus might get a hold of it. Some Something might exploit your computer. So uh, we're going to slap on this little chunk of Bondo. Okay, fine. However, it's just like Looney Tunes when they're in the sinking ship and you see the, the spout of water coming up and they plug one hole 
and another spout of water happens. You know, they plug one hole and one or two more holes happen. So they plug those and two or three more holes happen in the sinking ship. That's what an update attack is. They attempt, it's an attempt to fix something, but then they destroy something else, right? Every update attack will fix one thing and break one or two or ten other things. Usually with update attacks, it'll make your machine dramatically slower with each attack. So there's a percentage it'll toast the whole thing. A lot of times people call me up, their whole computer's toasted. I said, what happened? Well, last night it was doing an update, now it just won't run anymore, of course, because update attacks. Uh, all software programmers, almost all software programmers are slobs, and they just don't bother checking their work, like we talked about in episode one here. And it's so hideously hyper-complex, it's just a giant house of cards on top of a house of cards on top of a house of cards, that when you make an update to fix one thing, it breaks ten things. Um, and it also slows your machine down massively. Also, on top of all that, it adds new permissions for the publisher to spy on you in many cases. So if you notice with Windows 10, every couple weeks there's an update attack. And if you go into secret privacy menu where they have to disclose what they're recording about you, you'll notice, oh yeah, don't mind if I do. Oh, don't mind if I do. Oh, don't mind if I do. They add new ways that they can spy on you and it's whatever. I'll just let myself do it because no one knows what's going on. Same thing with the Google history scandal, which we'll talk about someday. Google just says, hey, don't mind if I do, and they start allowing themselves to spy on you in a new way. A lot of this has to do with um, closed source software, and we'll talk about that in another episode. It just means that they can do whatever they want to you, and you'll never know what kind of ingredients they're putting in their products and what they're doing to you. All right, so that's update attacks. Update attacks, again, they destroy your product. They make it slower. They make it worse. A lot of times they'll rearrange the interface in order to confuse you. Well, we just made improvements and we wanted the interface to look a different way. So they're confusing people. Um, in the case of the fall 2018 Windows 10 update attack, it toasted people's files. Sorry, too bad. No recourse. Sorry, too bad. Nothing. No one's held accountable. No accountability. Nothing. Just sorry, too bad. It destroyed all of your stuff. Sorry, too bad for you. It destroyed people's personal data and documents. And most people don't have backups, so it just sorry, too bad. Update attacks don't protect against anything, really. They protect against just astronomically unlikely things. But again, there's plenty of side effects. Slows down your computer massively, so after a year or two, you have to put your computer or your phone in the garbage. Oh, isn't that interesting? And put it in the garbage and what? Buy a new one. Uh, again, slows you down, spies on you rearranges things to confuse you, and so on. In a lot of cases, consumers can protect themselves against update attacks by going to secret menus. Um, like on your iPhone, you can go to settings and turn your update attacks off. They'll still badger you desperately, but you can protect yourself. With Windows 10 and 11, consumers aren't allowed to protect themselves from these attacks. So I do that for people. I'm one of the few shops in the world that knows how to protect people from those attacks. The third new threat is CryptoLocker slash hostageware. Um, this happens only, only, only if you're using Outlook or Internet Explorer. Okay, if you use non-Microsoft machines, it's astronomically unlikely you'll ever have this. Okay, that's your first thing. Uh, something breaks into your machine. It's a piece of malware. It's made by, it's not legal, It's made. It, it, but it's unstoppable. Okay, if you're infected with a Microsoft product especially Outlook and Internet Explorer. It breaks into your machine, and it scrambles all your documents and photos. It doesn't take them, it just scrambles them. Okay, and then it begs you for ransom money. 
And why not? 99% of people have no backup, so it just breaks in and scrambles things. Okay, that's fine for individuals, and I haven't seen that really with individuals in the past five, six years. Uh, but you're going to see it with organizations. Here's why. If uh, CryptoLocker, Hostageware, Ransomware breaks into a corporate computer or a hospital computer or a municipal computer, it scrambles everything in your machine and it also scrambles everything in your network drives, okay? So you have like a Z drive or an S drive or whatever where you collaborate on documents. It scrambles anything touching your machine. So a lot of computer guys love plugging in a backup drive and just leaving it dangling on the back of your computer. Guess what? It scrambles everything in your backup drive as well. That's why you got to do a backup and keep it disconnected. And we'll get into that another day. But that's, that's really it. I mean, that's why I can promise people will never have a problem ever because I do a backup and I keep it disconnected, Okay. Um, and that's the huge thing. That's why these bad guys are now using this CryptoLocker ransomware stuff against organizations because they know that some bearded joker who's getting a hundred grand, two hundred grand a year to supposedly protect these big organizations' computers has no clue how to protect them. Okay, so you're gonna see bad guys ask for hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, thirty thousand dollar ransoms because they know. That the scumbags that are working at these places have no clue how to do a backup. If you have a proper backup, you just laugh, you erase the computers, and you put the stuff back on. But the bad guys know that A, most computers uh, are infected with Outlook, because organizations don't realize Outlook is an unacceptable product that allows all threats into a machine. So it's like a hot knife through butter, folks. It really is. They just walk in, they scramble all your data, they beg you for money, and they're getting this money. There was one time I was in Boston and I was listening to local radio, and some kind of police chief or mayor or something said, hey, you know what, we got hostageware, we're not going to pay them because our computer guys knew how to protect us. That is the only situation I have ever heard of in the news where the computer guy actually knew how to protect them and had actually done proper backups all along. It's incredible how incompetent this industry is. So I'm apparently, along with some guy in Boston, we're apparently the only two guys in the world who know that you do a proper backup, you disconnect the backup drive, and voila, you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about hostageware coming in and scrambling your documents and begging you for ransom money. Okay? It's funny, I've done articles in the past where, I mean, I don't recommend ever giving them the ransom money because chances are they won't give you your stuff back, but, but there was an article I read where it said, uh, yeah, they actually have tech support phone numbers and hotlines set up where you can call the bad guys and they can helpfully walk you through how to pay the ransom and how to get your stuff back. It's incredible. Oh, this industry. Okay, and the fourth threat is support scams. And we're going to talk about these a lot. Norton and McAfee and everybody else just twiddle their thumbs and they can never, ever, 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 ever protect you against this because a support scam is an emotional sentence. That's it. That's all it is. There's three ways you can get a support scam. Number one, you, you're reading some trashy gossip column online and all of a sudden an ad pops up, but it takes over the full screen and it says, we are Windows Defender or we are Amazon or we are Microsoft or Apple and you have 30 trillion viruses and you have thousands of Trojans and viruses and don't reboot your computer, but call us now. <clears throat> okay. 
In that case, please reboot your computer or do an emergency shutdown because that's what gets rid of them, okay? It's an emotional sentence. No antivirus product in the world is going to protect you against an emotional sentence. The other way you can get it is if you go online and you type in Outlook tech support or email tech support or QuickBooks tech support or whatever it may be. And you get a scammer's phone number. They they pay for ads to put their evil phone numbers up there. And again, they usually in India, sometimes Singapore, they'll have evil office buildings with evil bosses and evil water coolers and evil fish tanks. And they have these little tech support centers set up where they make you think they're real. They make you think you're talking to Amazon or you, they'll claim to be your credit card or Amazon or the IRS or the CRA or whatever it is. And... Um, they'll do a fake virus scan. They'll break into your machine if you let them. If you let them, they'll break into your machine and they'll do fake smoke and mirrors scans. Um, and the third way is uh, if you get a scary phone call, they'll just give you an unsolicited phone call. Again, same deal. Hi, I'm Amazon. Hi, I'm Microsoft. You have viruses. However it is that they get in touch with you, as soon as they start talking to you, they read a script and they read a list of all the scary things. You have viruses, you have Trojans, you have cookies, you have hacks, a North Korean shoved a cookie up your firewall, you name it. And it's all the things you were trained to fear from the incompetent media. The media says that you're going to get hacked and you're going to get viruses, but viruses have never happened ever again since 2013. And no one has ever, ever broken into an individual person's computer ever. No one can ever hack into a machine after 2002. Because of Windows XP Service Pack 2 Firewall, that's the reason. Uh, but no one has ever broken into anyone's computer ever in the world, ever, after 2002. But the media doesn't know this, and your computer guy, even again, has 1991 level training, so he thinks that this is possible. I've seen a lot of situations where the jokers at an office supply store were scared by these scary sentences, okay? These are emotional sentences. No computer guy can ever protect you. No virus scan, no anything can ever protect you. They're emotional sentences. The only thing that can protect you is me raising awareness and you telling your friends that the only thing you have to fear is fear itself. Okay? So, um, it, support scammers will say scary messages on your screen or you'll Google for them thinking that they're real and you'll call them. Or they'll do an unsolicited phone call to you, and they'll claim they're Amazon or Microsoft or whatever. Look, folks, big tech companies hate you, and they will never call you, and they do not care about you. And viruses have never, ever, ever happened, and no one will ever, ever break into your individual computer. The only thing that actually happens is people break into the back door of organizations and steal your information. Like, they'll break into the back door of your bank and steal your information that way if the organization is still suffering with Microsoft technology. Okay, so that's a support scam. We are going to spend a lot of time doing Torment a Scammer segments, uh, where I call these scammers and I mess with them in order to waste their time and to make you laugh and to make you aware of what is going on. This is the Computer Exorcist Podcast. Please tell your friends about the show. If your friends are scared of technology, if you know the concepts, if you learn the concepts like we talked about today, then you just aren't scared anymore because you know what's going on. And my job is to explain all these concepts in plain English so that you're not left in the dark, so you're not afraid anymore. And hopefully I have done that for you today. 
Again, go to my website, thecomputerexorcist.com, buy a copy of my book called How to Protect Yourself from Your Computer, buy a copy for all your friends, and uh, that's about it. You can also go to my recommendations section and get free purchasing advice, and also support the show by buying hoodies and mugs and sweaters that say Computer Exorcist, and uh, there's a couple services I recommend there that are actually worthy of your time, and the certain certain vendors will give me a, a commission for doing that, so thanks in advance. Mark Anthony Arena here, thecomputerexorcist.com. We'll talk to you next time.